0: Wow, Uh, so um, Instagram definitely wouldn't let me be great. Um, I guess I was playing some music uh, that uh, is proprietary. Um, So again, welcome to Conversations of the Heart. It it is your boy Tito. Um, We're going to have Vance Bailey of Football is Back podcast. We are going to be getting into um, adversity, um, starting a podcast, working through COVID, men's health and the importance of going to the doctor, and of course, you know, some mental health tips. Um, So we definitely had to just start this thing uh, again, because I I guess I was playing some music, uh, you know, that that, uh, I don't have the rights to. Yo. (laughs) What happened? Copyrights? So. copyright bro um <laughs> yo i you know normally before i start my show or during the beginning i play a little bit of music you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. nothing crazy just so you know this is the first time it happened you know i was playing music and it's funny um i turned it off and as soon as i turned it off they they cut the live off because they said i was playing music um that was copyrighted and stuff mm-hmm. like that um yeah or whatever bro so yeah so bro listen man thank you for doing this I really do appreciate it man Um, you know I know we said that we was going to work together in some capacity so I appreciate you doing my show I appreciate you no doing problem. this man because um, it's like I said you know I, I only bring people on here that I feel um, can add to the conversation can or that can shift culture um, and, and be a positive influence bro so you know thank you bro appreciate it man um, thank you so so, so let's kind of just 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 dive into it bro um so football is back football is back that is your podcast, sir, right yes, it is um um it is a great podcast um so just first off, just just tell us just tell me and our listeners and you know who don't know or who aren't familiar with football is back, um why you started the podcast and what it's about when you Go, and when you go and when you started and when you go on,
1: yeah, uh, football's back. Started about five years ago. I was mm-hmm. um, I was home one day and I was talking to a group of friends. What happened was when I when you high school when I graduated, like back like ten years ago, we had a group of sports yeah. fans in in high mm-hmm. school, and we always used to get the newspapers every morning. We talking about first period, talking smack um, to each other about our favorite sports teams. It was football, basketball, sometimes baseball because you had fake Yankee fans around there and all that. So it was just fun to talk about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to get into it. But... Um, Yankee day. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. Um, so we... I just want to bring that atmosphere into a podcast where, you know, we can mm-hmm. have that little bit of trash talk, but also get informational tips as well. Also, I talk about other sports as well. It's just not football or basketball. We can talk about mm-hmm. tennis. Any any popular topic that people feel that should be talked about, I talk about my podcast. Also, I have people... I had special guests such as coaches talking from the high school level and mid-college mm-hmm. level about how sports affects kids growing up in the youth. Because one issue I had, especially being a three-sport athlete in, in high school, the amount of mm-hmm. school pro, sports programs going to cut down from the last 10 years. And just uh, mm-hmm. telling coaches how you co- co- cooperate with kids who don't really want to play sports or right. or maybe they don't have enough in the budget for sports and get, and get feedback from them on that. Got you as well. Um, and what three sports did, did you play? I played football, bowling, and lacrosse. My best sport I was good at was bowling. I actually went to college for it. Um, if wow. I didn't, only, only thing I was mad about is if I did more of my research, I would have went to another college and probably got a full scholarship, but I didn't, and that's my fault. But I did, I did Division One bowling in college. It was probably one of the funnest times I've ever had. That's so, amazing.
0: That's amazing mm-hmm. because. I just learned something new about you. Out of all the years I've known you, I never knew that about you. That's crazy. Wow. Um, so, I, I already know. I know who not to bowl with. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> unless you're on my team, then then that's something different. But Yeah,
1: that's something different.
0: I'm a sore winner and a sore loser. So, I mean, that's just the way it is for me. I understand. Um, I understand. <laughs> so, starting a podcast. So, like, how did you start it, though? So, like... Um, what was the process? So, like, let's just say if, if I was 17 or 16 or whatever and I said, yo, Vince, listen, man, I want to start a
1: podcast, but I don't know how, man. Like, how Like, how do I start? Um, first of all, know what you talk – No, start with a topic. Start with something that you enjoy talking about. Like I tell people, if you trying to talk about ice hockey but you love football, that's not what you should do. You should talk about what right. you want to talk about and feel comfortable talking about because a lot of people – Want to talk about so many different things, but don't know what to say. And sometimes right. you have to stay in a lane where you want to know what you want to talk about and grasp people. Because anybody mm-hmm. can talk about football. It's just how you talk about how you talk about your topic and how you can relate how the stories you can relate to people. It's all about relating. Mm-hmm. But this, the the first thing I tell kids to start when they start a podcast is no, like first feel comfortable with a topic you want to talk about. I don't care if it's anime. I don't care. Fashion, music, sports, right? Earth. Just mm-hmm. feel comfortable with a topic, and then everything will flow. And and then, then then you know you start you know you can start off with a name. For, then that, that's when the stuff like the process come. Starting with a name, um, what topics to talk about under that main topic, and then then you get into the where we at now, the um, the social media stage. And but the main mm-hmm. but the main thing they need to start off with is the topic they want to talk about. And that's one thing I feel, I tell kids to do. Just make sure you know the topic you're talking about. You feel comfortable with, because you never want to mm-hmm. be on. You don't want to do something that you don't love. That's the whole. Right. That's the whole purpose behind the podcast. You don't want to do something you don't love, because that's something that right. can really hurt you at the beginning. You gotta, and you gotta know what's for you. It's like you want to watch you. Also, you don't want to feel like you don't want to watch you like. Like every time the podcast is over, I watch the I watch the podcast three more times, and my friends look at me crazy. Like, well, I need to see what I'm talking about to make. I have to be entertained first before anybody else gets entertained, and that's the main thing right. behind a podcast. People got to understand you got to entertain yourself. You can't just mm-hmm. think about some person out there in Idaho. You trying to make like football? You got to like football. I have to like football for me to do this podcast, right? And I have to watch wow, myself wow. like football too as well.
0: Wow. I I think that that's really good. That's really sound advice. It's funny because you have actors and actresses a lot of times who say that they don't go back and watch themselves, you know, um or certain speakers who say that they don't go back and watch themselves and stuff like that. But but you coming from a sports background especially
1: what do players always do? They, they always go back and they they watch, watch the themselves. I I tell you right now. I I hate – tell, I'll tell you right now, I love bowling. I hate watching mm. bowling. I hate – bowling is one of the most boring <laughs> sports to watch. I will say that on live any day. But I have to watch myself bowl sometimes mm-hmm. just to see where my arm is at, where the ball is released, how I'm throwing it down the lanes, as my feet correct, and wow. I'm taking the right steps. So it's so much stuff you have to watch, and I put that into my podcast when I'm done because sometimes you might have a run on sentence. Sometimes you might have said the wrong stats. Sometimes you just yeah. check and see how you speak. Speaking is important. Yeah. I mean, four years ago, I was so nervous. If The tapes are on Facebook. I was so nervous talking. Now I'm just talking regular like it's just me and you here, even though it can be 50 eyeballs mm-hmm. with me right now. It's just me and you talking, and it's being comfortable of talking about your topic. That's why I tell people, watch your tapes Man. all the time. Just watch them and see what mistakes you've done and just work on from there. Man, let me tell you something. You know, it's so funny
0: how... um. When you brought up speaking, um, and how you were nervous, man. Let me tell you, I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous when all this stuff started, bro. Mm-hmm. But also for for a different reason, right? Shout out to Joe's in the building. So, so so Joe. S- since I was about four years old, or since I could remember, I had a speech impediment, mm-hmm. right? So growing up, I had a, I had a big, had a big stutter, you know, um, and I couldn't really, couldn't help it, you know. But as you get older, your anxiety makes it worse. Um, your anxiety makes it like ten times worse. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So while you think, you know, b- because you know that you have this thing that, w- w- that whatever comes out of your mouth it's is not going to come out the right way. So it. It affects you in so many different ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never wanted to speak in public. I never wanted to, to go up in the classroom and do the projects and, and give the whole speech. I I'd rather do the whole project and let y'all do it and just let y'all talk. Like that was me. You know what I'm saying? And then it grows up and in high school it gets worse because now you got you know, you got girls in high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to embarrass yourself. And the f- crazy thing is is when you is it's when you go through these things, right? And your anxiety makes it worse. You know yes, what I'm saying? So, like, people didn't know the terror that I felt growing up when I would be. And you know how teachers go in the classroom and they tell you, "So we all gonna take one chapter, and everybody gonna get a piece. Everybody gonna get a turn." Mm-hmm. Yo, the sweat that would start to accumulate on the back of my head, on the back of my neck, bro, <laughs> like, and I would get hot. Yeah. Because I, I had a speech impediment and I knew, and I was counting down, right, the number of people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I say, yeah, all right, so the, I, I got five people, I got four people, I got three people. And now I'm actually trying to read the paragraph and memorize the paragraph and I'm getting so flustered. And so, you know, long story short, and we're going to get back to you. But long story short, so fast forward when I'm like 27, 28, I made a conscious decision, you know what I'm saying, to try to, you know, make my, you know, speech better, to talk better, to make my speech better. And I actually retrained myself for about a couple of years on how to talk. I changed my, I, I changed my pitch. I changed how fast I spoke. I, I, I changed everything. And mm-hmm. it totally changed my life to where we can do this now. And, and since then, I've gone on to speak in colleges, speak at, you know, uh, high schools, universities, nonprofits, things like that. And, and people don't know how nerve-wracking that was for me to even try to start to do that. People have no clue. You know what I'm saying? They see me, they go, oh, he cool. And it's just like, nah, like I was <laughs> petrified. You know what I'm saying? Um, and people don't know the journey of other people. They see it and they think it's just natural and it's easy. You know what I'm saying. So when you said that, mm-hmm. you know uh, about being nervous. Being nervous, it's a real thing. You yes. know what I'm saying. Um, especially when we're doing this type of stuff, man. So salute to you, man. So, so salute to Ryan His wrongs is in the building too. It's my Thank guy. Guys. Um, so you know, so let's so let's take it through. Adversity. So you start this podcast, you know, it's on Facebook, you know, it's, it's doing good. And then last year you stopped.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Um, and, 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 and why did you stop?
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know. Last year was I was dealing with diabetes. And this is my remember. This is new for me. And I had diabetes in July of last year. Uh, It was so Mm -hmm. funny because the week before I went to the hospital, I had a wedding. I was a part of a wedding of my friend Mm -hmm. Nolan and Simone. And Mm -hmm. I never knew why I was so fatigued before the wedding, during the wedding. Mm. And, And what happened was I found out when I got to the hospital a week later that I had diabetes. So during the podcast, I was doing okay. And then at one point, I just felt fatigued and frustrated. And I just stopped the podcast. Like people was asking me every week, "Is it coming back?" And I'm trying to tell them, "Not right now. I'm dealing with some health issues." So it was it was really hard last 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 year and on um, fall was really hard just to stop something that you enjoy doing. But one thing I tell people when when the love's not there, you're not going to do it anymore. It's not going to happen. When the love mm-hmm. for anything is not there, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Period. It's just that's how life right. is. When you stop loving something that you love to do they're going to stop it's just it right. just happens and um for a while I just felt and during that time, I was just like dealing like I was trying to focus i was focusing on myself, but I also felt a little bad that I let people down as well so those tough those last three on you know, november december january were tough. Like, um I restarted for the super Bowl, and that was it, but i mean I mean dealing. Diabetes for something that you didn't really know enough about was really tough for the first couple months because as anybody knows, any diabetic knows you go cold turkey like you stop you change your life you have a choice though well most of you don't know you don't have to change anything I mean if you want to keep in sugar and go back to the hospital you can but if you really want to change your life you're gonna have to stop a lot of things right there and then from that day from the hospital I was, I was, well most people don't know I was in the hospital for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so I was there for the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I didn't eat nothing because that's how high my sugar was. So your sugar's at a certain point, like eight, if your A1C is at 11 or higher, they can't feed you for two days because they have to drop mm-hmm. that down. And my um, my, um blood sh- uh, my blood sugar was over three, like around 450, my sugar level. Mm-hmm. So they have to drop that down to 250 before I can even like go home because they can't leave you. Wow. You can't leave the hospital that high. So just dealing with those journeys, changing eating habits, and, and being a better person was, just, was tough for those first two months because, you know, you used to eat sugar all the time. Then you stop cold turkey. Your body does feel the effects. So at that time, I just stopped the podcast and for that time being and came back later. But th- that time kind of was probably, probably one of the worst times during the um, Football's Back podcast for me. Just leave my because wow. you know, football just started it was like four or five weeks in, and just to cut off like that and then not even tell the fans it was it was really hard, it's really tough at that point,
0: wow, wow, um so now I would say fast forward now um you you know you are here, you know what I mean you look you look healthier, um <laughs> yeah, thank you, you look better, you know what I'm saying, thank god and 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 um. I assume that you got a lot of knowledge, a lot more knowledge uh, about diabetes since, since you've gone through all these things, right? Um, Yes. I have some particular knowledge about diabetes, but I want to hear about it from, from your perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. So if somebody's dealing with this, because, you know, I actually heard just yesterday, you know, just one of my boys who I haven't seen in a while told me kind of a similar story as you that, that just, that he found out that he had it, you know, he was feeling weak and he was feeling tired and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of of, these things. And now his life is changed, you know, and he's our age. And, you know, I feel like a a lot of times we feel like this stuff is just for the older, you know, or the elderly, you know, and, and it's, and it's not, you know, it's, this stuff is Mm -hmm. happening to to young people. Um, it's happening to our men a lot too, you know, so, so, if anybody's out there that's dealing with this, you know, like, what are the signs? What advice, like, would you give just from, not from a medical standpoint, but just from your own experiences? You know, of course, if you're going to this, see see a doctor, you know, go through those things, you know, but what are some of the things that you've done to kind of manage, um, you know, diabetes and things like that? Um,
1: One thing, if you know, first of all, We've, you should you should always check this. If something's wrong with you, check it out first. If we have enough technology, check a phone, check a computer, I don't care, and see what could mm-hmm. be wrong first before we even get to the doctor. If, it's, if you feel like uh-huh. you have to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Uh, anybody listening, mm-hmm. if you have insurance, go to the doctor. At least you have, yes. a, at least you get an honest opinion before anything mm-hmm. else. Just in case anything is nothing wrong, just go. That's one yes. thing we have to focus on. But with mm-hmm. diabetes... The first thing I tell people is you, whatever you think you read, first of all, get the information. There's documentaries out there. So it's nothing mm-hmm. like, you know, how we grew up in the 80s and 90s. We didn't that much information. There's a lot of information out there that tells you what you shouldn't eat and why you shouldn't eat it. And mm-hmm. especially with diabetes, like it, it, diabetes just sits there. Like what people don't know, like you could be pre-diabetic right now and don't know. Yes. So, like, don't mm-hmm. think because you can have a slice of cake and you don't gain weight, you don't have diabetes or you're pre-diabetic. Because diabetes right. just sits there the whole time until you eat enough, and it just, oh, and then what happens is your pancreas is not producing enough ins- insulin, so everything's mm-hmm. just backed up. And what happens is the dangerous part, where well, like, the well, reason why I went to the hospital mainly was because I was just, I was just throwing up sugar, which people don't even know happens before you have the two signs of diabetes is throwing up sugar. And peeing a lot. Like, you dehydrated because your body's trying to get away. Your body's just tossing out the liquid out your system because it's not digesting wow. properly. So, mm. the main thing is just watch what you eat. It's not – people think you have – like, yes, you have to be active. I'm not saying lift 500 pounds a day, but you have to at least walk or be a little bit active. But I'm just telling you right now, you have to read labels, people. You have to read sugar, mm-hmm. added sugar. Um, total fat, sodium. You have to read it. If you're just ignoring the signs, like oh, whatever, I really don't have it like that. It's gonna creep up, and it's gonna creep up in the mm-hmm. worst way. And I, I honestly, mm-hmm. people, you have to you have to watch what you you have. It's mostly about eating than working out. It's really more about what you eat mm-hmm. that because everything right. has sugar in it. When I mean everything mm-hmm. has sugar in it, everything, everything like it. we go to grocery stores all the time. We can, if I went to a grocery store for five dollars right now, we could buy chips. Candy, cookies, all that. I admit, sometimes the apple costs $3 when it shouldn't, but the apple's better than a bag of chips, to be honest with y'all. It's just, right. I just, I just don't want nobody to catch diabetes personally because it just mm-hmm. creeps up and, and you have to make a lifestyle change because the doctor will tell you straight there. If you keep doing what, you, they will make you better at the hospital, which, they, which they're going to say, they're going to make you better. But when you leave that hospital, it's up to you. And if, you don't, and if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be back there faster than you was there before. And, right. and, then, and then the negativity comes out. Because we all know our aunt or our uncle had had a limb cut off. They have gout. That's all just from sugar. We're not even talking about drinking. All, that's just from sugar. And people have to realize that, too. It's mm. too much information out there. And if it's in your family, you still check it. That's even, I have both sides of the family. So mm. for me to get it, and my mom had it when I was born. So for me to get it, it wasn't going to be hard. But if you have to check that history, I tell people check your history, family history. If someone has it in your family, especially from your from your mom's side, it's most likely you're going to get it. And you have to check mm-hmm. it with the doctor. You just you just have to. It's just it's just that serious. I I, I don't know how how like I can't even put a like no more. I, I have to be very serious with it because I've seen people going blind from this stuff just from sugar, and it's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. So the one
0: thing I uh, you know. The one thing I think my mother always said is like diabetes is a silent killer mm-hmm. um, you know it's not, it's not nothing you see coming a lot of times because if you don't know that you have something right, then it's like the way that diabetes works is if, is if you have it and if you and, and if your levels aren't right, and if you go to sleep, yeah, you may not wake up.
1: That's a true story. You know,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that comes loud. It's not something that comes, you know, it's something that comes in and, you know, you hope that you're ready for it and you hope that you're prepared for or in a place, you know what I'm saying, to get assistance if if needed. And, you know, it, that's just one of the diseases that, that's out there that is, you know, that's plaguing us, you know. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, I just want to encourage men especially, man, to get to the doctor, man. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like people be, be, be out here don't even have primary care physicians. They don't mm-hmm. or they haven't been to the doctor in three years. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, and it's just like, they only go when it's like death. You know what I'm saying? You know, and yeah. it's just like, yo, listen, we have to encourage each other to really, you know, not just the gym because, you know, if the gym is important. It has its place, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. But a lot of men, we encourage the gym. The gym, gym. You got a little face. You got to look good. You got that. And that's okay. That's you okay. know what I'm saying? But go to your doctor, bro. At least go get your physical once a year. Mm-hmm. At least. At least do that. Because we need our men to live longer. You know what I'm saying? And I believe in you know being preventative versus reactive. You know what I'm saying? Now of course, some of course sometimes you you can't help it. If something pops up, it's like I couldn't help it. But at least if you were trying to be preventative from the beginning, you know what I'm saying? It could actually, even if you still contract something or whatever the case is, maybe you'll have a longer life still because you won't have it as bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so, so that's something that I I always just want to say, you know what I'm saying? is definitely, you know what I'm saying? Go to the doctor, man. Um, And it's, and it's amazing that, you know, that you, you know what I mean? Thankfully, you know, you've gotten better. You've you've gotten the knowledge. You've put in the, uh, the knowledge out there. Um, didn't you
1: say that there was something that you wanted
0: to show or something like
1: that? Oh yeah, I'll show it real quick. It's called um it's called Bittermelon. I know it's backwards because the camera. It's made by yeah. um Al rion They are a company in Brooklyn. I, I don't know these people from the hole in the wall. Like I'm not I don't get paid. This is just I don't get nothing from this. So it's bittermelon, it's a it's a pill form. It's actually organic, mm-hmm. so it melts right in your mouth. Well, most people don't know some pills with the gel pills they have fat, they have pig fat over them. That's why it takes a long time to digest. These digest like in fifteen seconds. So it's um, bitter melon is actually a fruit, but they made it into a <laughs> pill form. Bitter melon you could actually get it from the grocery store. I know my dad had to go to Queens to get his, but um, we actually juiced it and it actually lowers down your sugar level. And um, most, I wasn't told that in the hospital. And I'm not hating on the of hospital course. for what they did, but they, they wasn't mm-hmm. gonna tell me about because vitamin melon actually ca- can actually help you a, bit, a little bit more better than insulin. I'm not saying don't get over of insulin, but you don't have to take mm-hmm. insulin that much. That's what happened to me. I wasn't my ace. Like I said before, my um, A1C was 11 in July. When they did my wow. blood test again in October, it was 6.4. The doctors ain't know what I did. They looked at me like wow. I was like, you know, not just from this, but of course from eating right, like, but I was taking that pill at the same time just once a day, and I noticed starting to notice my sugar levels stayed around the normal range, which is usually between 100 and 125. I tell mm-hmm. people if you usually eat something bad, say you had a slice of cake and your sugar level goes to 180, that's fine. But settle, you know, after you do that, rest a little bit, and as long as it goes down back to normal, you're fine. What you don't want to happen is have it go over two fifty or three hundred. Then you'd be right where you started at. It's all about you know, all about keeping it normal. I'm not saying once you get normal, you can't have what you used to have. But you can't have that much, of course, because you don't want to go back. You definitely want to go back to hospital. But that pill right, right there really helped me out a lot. It's called bitter Melon. I, um, Like I said, A L R I Y A N. You could go check it on um on the website. They used to sell at CVS online, but they've been stopped that. Um, but oh, I think that's Now uh, Amazon might have it, but if you type that in, that that um A L R I Y A N bitter uh, then just mm-hmm. put in bitter melon. That's it, that site comes up as two But they they're actually in Brooklyn. I know I actually exactly. I get it from out here, but they they're in Brooklyn on Atlantic. But um, I tell people okay. all the time like you that really helped me out a lot because the doctor never saw mm-hmm. somebody go from eleven to six that that quick. But you can reverse wow. diabetes. Oh, diabetes, too, you can definitely reverse. And I tell people that all the time. It's just really watching what you eat and also getting a, being a little active. Like I said before, we're not talking about going, being Mr. Fit, but you can walk around the block, do some different. Resisting bands is a big thing. Especially with big people like me, resistant bands are way better because you're, you're using your own body weight and you're not really forcing yourself to lift up heavy metal all day. So yeah. resistant bands as yeah. well. It helps you. And it helps you. I got resistance mm-hmm. the bands
0: too. And um, so So would you say um, that with those pills? So let's just say somebody who doesn't have diabetes. Would you say that that those are good preventative measures to take too for people who even who don't have diabetes?
1: Oh yeah, because this pill does um helps your digestive tract as well. With this, with the same bitter melon, it helps you get out. Like if you have a problem like using the bathroom, this will help you with that as well. So it has other benefits oh, man. as well too. Man, also, so
0: that means so that means you can't take it be- before you go to work or something like that, man. You gotta you gotta be home. All right. So do you have to be home to t- to take this or like no? You gotta be yeah. home to take this pill? No, you can take a... nah, I... I'm saying...
1: No, 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 nah. no, 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 nah, nah, I'm nah, sorry, you. no, 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 no. I knew you said no. I don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you That's can with right, right. your nail. I ain't gonna lie. It's gonna. Oh, it okay. might work. It might work a little fast, but not, nah, not right away. It's uh, but right. it's definitely gonna oh, get okay. whatever you had. Whatever you had, I'm telling you, it's coming out an hour later. I hope you. Oh we buy a bathroom. But it definitely helps you with your it helps the whole body out. Uh, <laughs> right. So maybe
0: you gotta take this at, maybe you gotta take this at home after
1: work or something like that, man. Yeah. Maybe you gotta just take it
0: at home. I say take, take it, it on lunch and
1: dinner. Make sure you have it with a meal though. That's important too. Make sure you have it with a meal. Yeah, with a meal um, after and, and meal. it can
0: help right. And it can help regulate your blood sugar. You know what I mean? So yes. for people out there that are struggling with you know, with diabetes and things like that, you know, you know, and, and, and it's natural. Yes. I think that's the thing, you know, you know, so, so a lot of, of course, the hospitals are, aren't going to, you know, really tell you these things. And it's not about hospitals, but let's be honest. Like, you know, they're there to make money, you know, and they're there to kind of make you to, to cope with the disease, not, not to beat it. Because if you beat it, then you no longer need them. Right. So, the so <laughs> it's up to us to really find, to find, you know, the, these natural remedies and things like that. Um, so. Again, you know, happy that you're feeling better, happy that you're much better, um, and that you have the knowledge now to kind of give other people um, about all the things that you've been through with this disease, right? Um, So, appreciate that, man. So, now, fast forward. So, you're going through diabetes, you weren't in the hospital, you went through a lot of things, and, all right, so now you're on the band, you're, you're getting better, and then COVID happens, Right. And, um, mm-hmm. now, of course, you, you know, like you're high risk because you have a preexisting condition with diabetes and things like that and uh, infections, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know with diabetes, it, you know, you really can't get infections like that. I mean, bad infections, right? You no. know, as far as like cuts and things, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so now COVID happens and you have a preexisting condition and you're an essential worker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so take me through that process, um. Like, where you at mentally, um, and, and 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 how did you make that work?
1: Like, fortunately, when COVID happened, it was kind of like a blessing and a curse because uh, I work for the Village of Hempstead, and luckily yeah. the job I do, I work in a sweeping, mm-hmm. So I'm not next to nobody. So I'm not around people like that. So I, I'm mm-hmm. basically working by myself, which helped out a lot. Um, but mentally, when – well, most my boss died from covid which was very like the guy who hired me my supervisor wow he died from wow. covid uh, his name is wow. Ebo McDowell and it was, it was it was it was it was tough to know that people that you know a person that you knew was dying from this disease and then you had to be, I mm-hmm. I remember I worked two jobs so yes. I'm I'm at a liquor store doing security on the weekend and remember for some reason they made us in central which I didn't understand but hey the liquor stores were crazy I, at that time crazy. I mean, it was Christmas in March. So yep. it was like people was always there. You get different reactions. I thought about I had about at least about 120 arguments with people about wearing masks. And that's just a rough figure. So just that whole moment, my mental was like, all right, I got to go to work, go home, go to work, go home. And my biggest worry was my dad. Cause my dad last December, we had to take him to the hospital for bronchitis so mm. me just going in and out the house working yes. and bringing that in that was the biggest mental, mental in my mind that was probably the most thing i was worried about because at work i was fine because we wasn't working in groups no more i was only working like two to three days a week which was great but at the end of the day i'm still still getting the same check but i'm still have to make extra money somehow because mm-hmm. for some reason during this pandemic essential workers was not taken care of the Right. Um, I, I'm not even going to front. Like it wasn't. It it was okay. We had we bought some stuff was given to us. Some stuff I bought myself. And and I mean, we was just out there working. And and um, mentally every day was almost not a fight, but you had to be prepared because it was just so much things happened at one time. People lost their jobs. People mm-hmm. people are just aggravated at what's happening right now. Everybody wants to go outside when we shouldn't go outside. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember we're shortening hours at my other job, so I'm not getting paid that much. So I'm not working 20 hours a week, I'm only working like 12 hours a week. So just that on your mind is it was really, really heavy, really, mm-hmm. really heavy. So, so with that
0: said, so how did you kind of you know, because whenever you go through something, you know, and you're going through it, you know, I always say, like, you know, to try to do something that can help your mental health, you know, before. It, before it gets too before it gets too much. So was there something that you would do to kind of get yourself mentally prepared for for the day to kind of help you out with what you had to go through?
1: Um I tell people to, to get yourself I I t- read 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 <laughs> read a lot. Um also yes. also have loved ones you can talk to have people that you know on a daily basis you can go to and talk to as well because you need to talk mm-hmm. to somebody. You can't keep stuff bottled in. That's what we do a lot, mm-hmm. especially as men. We just keep stuff bottled in all the time, mm-hmm. and we don't want to tell nobody our problems. You have to talk yeah. to somebody that you trust before going out. Not before going out, but yeah. in general. Even when you're outside, just talk to somebody. And um, mm-hmm. as well, just just – just ref- just remember you're doing this for somebody or you're doing this for you you're doing it for somebody you love or you're doing mm-hmm. it for you don't mm-hmm. don't don't go outside with a like you can't go outside with negative thoughts. I know everything mm-hmm. on the news is negative everything people you- you can only control you you can't control right. everybody else and that's one right. thing people have to realize you can only control you you can't control what people do other people do. Other people tend to do. You can only control you, and mm-hmm. knowing that every day, I just made sure I got up. I read a little bit of something, even whatever the Bible or quotes or different books I was reading. I just made sure I mm-hmm. read something, a page or two. Went outside, right. knew I had to know I had to take care of myself and had the day going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was tough because I'm I'm in two different environments all the time. One yeah, environment, yeah. one environment. I'm super quiet. I'm this driving machine. I'm in my own bubble. Another environment, I'm getting who knows what's coming through that door to buy whatever for the night. I don't know. Right. I might have a mm-hmm. person who's just lost their job. I might have a person who's, like, tired of losing and they just want to drink their life away. I have a person mm-hmm. who's just not – who might have had a family member who just died from COVID or from the streets. So it's just two mm-hmm. different contrasts I have to work with every week and I have to be mentally prepared for both. And um, Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh shout, shout out to my brothers in the building. Shout out to Joel. He's in the building. So um and you said something, especially about men, you know, about how we like to keep things in inside a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like, you know, we have to keep up with this this macho, this machismo thing, you know what I'm saying? And and it's crazy because, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I have I have to get the numbers, man, but you know, men's percentage of suicide is is a lot more than women. Um, um, I have to get the number the, the specific numbers, man. But um, but I do know that men commit a lot more commit suicides <laughs> each, each year um, than w- w- women, right? And and it's because you know we like to hold everything in. It's like nah, you know, you know, talking is a female trait. You know what I'm saying? Say they say stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you, like you have to get it out. You know what I'm saying? Because truthfully, it's either going to come out in one or two ways or multiple ways. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out in anger. It's going to come out where it's going to affect your health because everything's going to be internally up up here and it can affect your stomach and and all all types of stuff in here and up here. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, we really got to get a hold of it. You know what I'm saying? To say, it's okay to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's okay to reach out to somebody. You know what I'm saying? it's it's okay to reach out to your boy and say yo bro I'm I'm going through it you know what I'm saying but a, a lot of times it's ego it's pride you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and and it's unfortunate you know that we have to keep going through this circle you know what I'm saying but it's it's good that you said that man because um um it's so true man and today especially man uh, people losing their people have lost their jobs they're losing their jobs they're they're, they're losing their, uh, uh, their income um you know, so it's just it's just a thing, and so you know, definitely, de- definitely appreciate you bringing that that up too. So, so now we go from the COVID, um, you know, and of course it's still here, but now you you and you decided to start football's back podcast again. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you know. What so? What made you start again, and and how has the response been? You know, since since you've been back.
1: Two things that made me start again it was actually funny. The first story is funny. I was at a, I was at a wedding in February, so mm-hmm. my friends on that wedding were asking me like, "Yo, we really missed the podcast." Because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in denial, you are just in denial, and you need to hear yeah. from and other and just having people. From different states, come up to me like, "Yo, oh, Vince, we're still watching your joint. Like, we need you to keep. We love how you talk. Like, people just encourage you yeah. to do it. I, like, mm-hmm. sometimes some people might just like the spark for you to start it. And um, another reason was what was happening. Like, since George George Floyd and injustice, I, I think that's one thing. And how sports actually intertwines with that as a platform had to be said. So it was those two things really. People encouraging me and what was happening made me come back to do the podcast for this year. Because um, we need different voices out there. It it's just can't be athletes. It just can't be activists. It has to be people as a whole from different colors. I'm not just saying just black, but everybody yeah. talking about what's happening just to get different views. And that, yeah. that that kind of just made me like, you know, like my first episode, I had Theo Wells up there and he was an activist doing his own protest. And I was like, yo, bro, this is the perfect... And he said, yo, Vance, I'm going to do it on your show. And I was like, okay, let's go do it. And um, mm-hmm. that kind of boosted me in mm-hmm. right into bringing the podcast back. But I had friends who really encouraged me. That's why I said it's always good to have friends who who encourage you. It's like, sometimes we want to stay by the negative friends because we still love them, we still want to hang on. But no. sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to keep them where they're sometimes and and and, and, mm-hmm. and really focus on the ones who do encourage you. And it was Definitely a couple of friends who encourage me to say, Vance, you can you do this. Like you can you do this. Like it's no when you talk, you you know what you're talking about, you like to talk about what you're talking about, and go ahead, man. Yes. Don't and one thing we always rely on is time. And time doesn't wait for nobody. You always say, Yo, we're gonna okay. do this tomorrow, we're gonna do this next year, yeah, we're gonna plan for this next year. And then next year comes and nothing happens. So, stop, yeah. gar- stop thinking time is guaranteed because it's not. That's one thing COVID should tell everybody, that time is not guaranteed. So, whatever you love to do, ever watching this and you love to do something, go ahead and do it. Don't worry about it. Because we only hear once. We really are. And sometimes we got to, re- I have to remind myself that because I lost my mom 10 years ago. And I have to remind mm-hmm. myself like, you only hear once. And you have to do what you love to do. So, definitely, it wasn't it was for them. The, the podcast wouldn't be back. But now it's back and. I'm enjoying it. People love me, and people I have people come on, like different coworkers come up to me. They, oh, I heard what you said, man. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And that encouragement mm-hmm. definitely pushes you along, because sometimes we get caught up with the views, and sometimes we get caught up in popularity, and it ain't really about that. It's really about mm-hmm. talking about your story through the through the lens and how you see it, how the people will see it through you.
0: Yeah, Yo, let me tell you something. That's so true, bro. Because and it's funny, cause man, you um, cause you cause. You didn't even know it, but like you did something for, for me, man. Like my first one I did, my first show I did, um, I I was angry a little bit. I won't say angry. I was irritated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I was looking up at the left, and I was like, I saw like it was like ten or twelve people or whatever the was, and then I was just like, man. And I and that was my my first one. So I was just like, you know, I had this amazing personal, you know, who's in STEM and, and, and she's 26, she got you know, she you know, she owns 2 nonprofits non-profits and, and this is amazing content and I'm thinking this all while I'm just conversing and it's all just playing in my head and I'm like, man, you know, if I was rapping or doing some raps stuff, like it'd be at like 20,000 <laughs> right now and these are <laughs> all the things that's going on in, in my head mm-hmm. and then I ended the podcast, I uploaded it or whatever and then you hit me and you was telling me how um it impacted you and I was like and it and it, and I was like what like <laughs> it, it tripped me out because I was just like I I well, first I had not spoke to you in a few months and then I was just mm-hmm. like yo he's he was watching and then I was just <laughs> like oh and then like but it brought me to a reality of of just yo know, it doesn't really matter about you know the, about the views, it don't really matter about nothing. You know, it only matters that if it impacts this one person, then you got to keep pushing. And mm-hmm. and that's what the perspective I got from after that first episode when you sent me that that DM and was like, "Yo, this, uh, this is popping." And I was just like, "Oh, all right." So you know. And then since then, I've been getting a lot of stuff like that too from just different people. Welcome. And it's just mm-hmm. like, "Yo," and it's like, "Yo," I got to keep doing this thing. I got to keep pushing the culture forward. You know what I'm saying? Because you just don't know, you know, whose whose lives that you're really affecting. Um, at the end of of the day, you know what sure. I'm saying. So, so definitely, so that's definitely I say that that's how you definitely affected uh, uh, me as far Thanks, as man. uh my and my show. You know what I'm saying. Thanks. So that was love, bro. Um, Thanks, man. So, we got about 15 minutes left. I mean, if you want to get into it, we could talk sports. You know what I mean? I haven't done that on this show yet. I mean, I haven't done that on, on, on this show yet. I mean, I mean, you got the Colts hat on. I'm just first saying Hey, first, so first of all, anybody that knows me,
1: I represent the Colts, man. This this is not a joke. You see the cup. It is no joke. Okay. I don't I do not do that. Oh, I was a LeBron fan. <laughs> I'm this fan. No, I, I stay with the team. When we 0-16, we 0-16. When we 16-0, we 16-0. But the um, funny wow. think
0: about,
1: mm. about that cup, I got that same cup in, in Jets.
0: And the same oh. cup, too, with the Jets. Wow, man. So you I'm, know the, I, I'm the same way. So when we
1: lose, which is often, we lose. But, yeah. uh, but, but, that, but that's me to the death. Everybody know that, though. So, What's so crazy, last time I went to the stadium, the Jets stadium, was the first of the Colts two years ago when you kicked our butts. I must admit, <laughs> like, if anybody watching, go to a football tailgating. You will see the most drunkest people in the world at a football tailgate, and I yeah. came in there one day with my all my coaches. I have a coach role. I have actually a coach role. I never <laughs> forget that. it. I was walking to the stadium. It was some drunk white guys. My one of my closest friends. He has his jet stuff on. They all came around me and said J E T S Jets Jets. I was <laughs> I was like, it's only twelve thirty. What are you doing? Like, but that's how crazy Yo. sports is, man. But I uh, I really just encourage I just encourage people if you like if you like sports go always go out and watch it live once in a while. I've been to horse oh, racing, amazing. tennis. I've been to um I've I've been to um hockey, which was great. Hockey, I say right now, watching hockey live makes me respect hockey more. I, I went to a hockey game one time, and I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is it's
0: ain't bad.
1: <laughs> it's not bad. It's just we was never introduced to it as kids. So I mean, we didn't know nothing. And they was another And story. they, was, <laughs> and they were scrapping too. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, busy. they don't. They going. Yeah, they go. And it's like you respect how like they how athletic you have to because you're on skates running, going like 15 miles per hour, and then you got to do a line change, jump over a ding. Yeah." Uh, over a little wall and the ne- it's just amazing how they play but um, I always tell people if you go out and, and and go out and live your life it doesn't even have to be sports but the main thing even though I use sports as a platform I tell people to go out and enjoy life basically um, mm-hmm. like I said um, sports is sports I mean the weirdest thing about sports this year is probably COVID and how it pushed everything forward so you have a lot of sports mm-hmm. right now at one time that you usually wouldn't have and um also just um it's just, I mean, sports is, I mean, I don't mind talking about sports, but today, talking with you today about mental health <laughs> was great, bro. I don't, yeah, I think yeah, people yeah, don't, man. people don't, people don't know how much this show means, like just talking to somebody about what's going on in their mm-hmm. daily life, especially being this year, going through COVID, going through famous deaths, going through George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, us people, especially on um, um, black men, we have to be ready. Because right yeah. now, as in two and 2020, we're still a target, and it's not fair. And and we can rant and protest all we want, but until we change the inner workings, ain't none is going to change. That's why I always encourage people to vote, and not just vote for your president, but vote locally as well. Locally, like, that's, locally, that's the, that's the biggest. Thing. You know how many times I, we had a school budget okay. like three weeks ago for Lawrence Road, and I tell you right now, mm-hmm. out of all the thousands of people that live in that in the Hempstead district. It was only like eighty people don't that voted vote. at that time. Like it's like we gotta vote locally. But you're gonna you can curse out Trump all you want. The only thing he's doing is signing documents. But mm-hmm. if we don't change senators and congressmen. It's not. It's not going to change. It's just not. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's just not going to change. And I tell kids all the time, you gotta vote for your local government. That's the ones that are gonna impact you, you to. the most. That's the ones who's gonna give you the you money for to. streets,
0: give you money you for funding.
1: To. You have to. Mm-hmm. Definitely have
0: to, um, and 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 I'm glad that you said that because you know we live right now where it's like oh everything is November 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 and you know I get it believe me I understand it but mm-hmm. but it's really you know you you said it the best it's your local you have to vote, vote local, local. Um, that's the most important. You know what I'm saying? If you don't vote locally, then you are just going out once you every, just every, every, every four years like <laughs> you know um yourself. it doesn't really it doesn't it, it doesn't make a difference, man. Um and we have gone through a lot this year, you know, um I mean it's funny that you said I'm talking about sports because, you know, the year started off with sports with, with Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know, um you know, that was crazy for for me. I took that kind of hard. I'm not going to lie and Growing up, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. I was an MJ fan, you know. Um, but I think, I think, his last ten, like the second half of of his career, like his last ten, yeah. uh, when he went to the twenty four, I think that's when I really started to really like love love Kobe. I think, um, and then once he retired, I think I loved him more retired than when he was when he was playing because I love what I loved what he stood for. I I loved the work that he was doing. You know, even after basketball like he like he was just a brilliant guy, a brilliant man, um a smart guy, you know the mama mentality just wasn't on the court it was mm-hmm. it it that was a lifestyle for everyday living for anything that he wanted to do, like with his books and his play you know um you know his series and, and um uh, you know he won to Oscar for for God's sakes. you yeah. know like yeah, it's it's like unheard of man and 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 so like the year started off like that with sports. And even now, you know, sports <laughs> you is carrying it through. Um, yeah. You know, in a different way, in a positive way. Um, and they're making the best of it. You know what I'm saying? But yes, but we have been through a lot, and it, and it's very important for us to talk these things through. You know what I'm saying? It's very important to sit down um, and unpack. You know, if if you need therapy, go to therapy. You know, not everything is like mm. for women. Like, therapy is not just a woman thing. Like, you know, journaling is not just a woman thing. Like self help is not a woman thing. It's a people thing. You know what I'm saying? And we've gotta to get to a to a point where where we can't feminize everything. No, like, we can't just doesn't can't. like it just doesn't make sense. We gotta right? get past and, that too. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just we feminize everything. Oh, that's what women do. Like, no, women's been ahead of the curve for a long time. Yes. You know, with getting their mind right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and it can't just be them, you know, like we have to start leading the like leading the charge, man, um and championing, championing you know just really our mental health, the importance of it, you know, going to seek help, you know, um, and not be ashamed to say yo listen i'm I'm going to a therapist to talk my stuff out, what's up you know, like yeah. it's no more of the days what happens in this house stays in this house. Nah, well, what, well, what's happening in this house is killing everybody up in this house, you know, and, and, it's, it, and it's not, you know, and that's, and, and that's reality. Depression is real. Um, yes, it because, is. You know, and, you know, the, the stuff from the old school to me, and there's no disrespect to the old school. I love the old school for certain things, but the old school rhetoric to me got to go because we're, 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 we're living in a, a Amazon generation trying, trying to teach Toys R Us values. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's, and yeah. Toys and Toys R Us is out of business. Toys R Us is gone. It's old. It's gone. You know what I mean? So we have to keep up with everything, man. And if you want us to start healing our
1: homes, our communities, we got to get the help, too. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to start. Like I, like I said before, you can't... You can't... We got to stop this. I'm bottling everything up. I ain't telling you this. I ain't telling you that stuff. You got to talk to somebody. You really do. And you got... And mm-hmm. men got to know someone's always watching. Like, people... Guys don't think, especially guys with kids, your kids are always watching you. Somebody's always watching you. Doesn't matter if their kids are not. Mm -hmm. Somebody looks to you as an influence. If they're going to see you, they're going to watch what you do. And that's going to determine if they're going to get advice from you or they're going to be in the same footsteps you went through. Because someone's always watching you. That's what guys got to realize. They feel like no one's paying attention. Someone's always watching the example you're leaving fathers. It just happens. It just happens. You gotta keep that on your mind, like you always gotta know that you know going outside I'm representing me, but someone else is looking at you too uh-huh. uh, and mm-hmm. and I mean i love like you said before, I love some of the old school ways some old school ways make everything simpler yeah. but but mm-hmm. I mean not sometimes you have to have that relationship with somebody to talk to them because um I mean I was like that too i used to i mean I used to keep a lot of stuff inside, especially in my um like college years, I didn't want to talk to nobody. Even though I was the party mm-hmm. person, I ain't going front. I went out every every weekend, but I used to keep stuff inside until like you know I talked to somebody about it, and then it made mm-hmm. me realize to communicate well is better because sometimes when you keep stuff in, you don't listen to nobody, you don't talk to your sisters you don't you don't want to talk to your friends, you just don't want to talk about that problem until mm-hmm. until you feel like talking it, which might not be never, so always find somebody to talk to. As well, always mm-hmm. look up. Always have a mentor, also as well, because that's usually you're going to talk to is your mentor. Yeah, and you have yeah, men- to find uh, that mentor.
0: Yeah, men- a mentorship is, is important because sometimes kids may not want to talk to their parents, or or mm-hmm. they or they may not have access to like you know one of their parents or whatever the case is, you know. And it's very important that even if you're not comfortable talking to your friends or or, or talking to the right people, a lot of times then. Then go get therapy, um, and if you can't afford, you know, therapy, there are certain resources that you can be able to to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying for free and things like that. But the point is, is for us to really start unpacking a lot of our issues and, and, and a lot of our problems. Um sh- Shout out to, to Trice Rain in the building. So um you know, because that's something that's so Im- important. You know, what I'm saying to for our community to heal. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we can't keep talking about healing communities. Mm-hmm. If we're not really talking about kind of re-educating, um, kind of our ourselves on how to heal our own communities, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like we've been living <laughs> a, a a rat race mm-hmm. of dysfunction, right? And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, heal our communities, heal our homes, heal our men, heal our women." But it's like, but we've been doing the same thing for years, and we not been and we haven't been healing. Now I will say, this new generation, um, is really good. I yeah. think at, at at you know coming out and saying, you know what, hey. I need to talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be more than that. You know, like, we have to be the ones to let our boys know that it's okay. Our little ones to say, hey, it is okay to talk. And it it's okay to express. It is okay to say when something, you know, um, is not okay. Like, it's okay, you know, not to be okay. You know, because uh, people are grieving every day. Like, there's such thing as daily grief. You know what I'm saying? People, are, It's like I said, people losing their, of their jobs. That's grief because they don't know. You know when their money 's going to come, oh oh, you know because they have bills, they have kids, you know how are they going to provide? they grieve daily it 's not just for death, you know what i 'm saying it 's not just death that they grieve it 's everyday things that what happen to them that they grieve, and that all plays a part in your physical health too you know what i 'm saying, so you know it 's just it 's just something that you know um. I appreciate you taking the time with me here to talk about those things. Um, um, we got we got a couple minutes left. Give me your prediction for tonight.
1: Oh, Lakers! Who you um, got? Oh no, usually all these things happen is Nuggets should come out really firing. Um, I like the Nuggets at plus six and a half. For anybody out there who like spreads? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think the Nuggets are going to win. Actually, I think this is another close game. Or the Nuggets? I think the Nuggets keep it close, but I think Lakers actually win tonight. I think this goes through wow. 0. I think at, they never should let um, AD hit that three pointer last game because now Lakers are just, Lakers played their worst game so far. So I suspect another good late, but I think the game's going to be very close like last time. Uh, very close. I think the Nuggets pull it out and the Lakers
0: win the next one to set up another 3 1 deficit for the Nuggets.
1: Yeah, but uh, i and then we'll see. I'll be honest with you. If, if <laughs> I think Anthony, if Anthony hit that three, I'd be with you on that because they've been one one. Lakers would have won tonight to make it one to. Mm-hmm. I think Lakers go go tonight. I think Lakers really realized like yo, if we could play a bad game and beat this team, let's show up, let's play a good game like they did in game one. And I'm not a Lakers fan, of course, but I think the Lakers do pull this out tonight three off. And I don't want to okay. admit that, but the spread is going to be close. So the six and a half that the Nuggets are getting, of course, you take the Nuggets six and a half. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Um, so listen, tell the people. When you have your podcast, football is back. When is, uh, when is it air? The time and everything. Football
1: is back now. It's gonna be permanent. Uh, it's gonna be definite. Six o'clock p.m. every Saturday for the next sixteen to eighteen weeks, to so the all over, or unless COVID ends this season, of course. Um, um, every Saturday, six p.m. You can find me at. I'm gonna be on live at VB Demand Fifteen. That's on Instagram. Or you can find me mm-hmm. live on Facebook at Vance Bailey at 6 p.m. every Saturday. We talk about football, other sports, some topics. And then I give you my picks of the week every week. Um, right now I'm four and two of my picks. But every Saturday at 6 p.m., VB the Man 15 on Instagram live and Vance Bailey on Facebook live. I do have a, a, a page on Facebook called Football's Back. I also have all my episodes on there as well. Every episode I did since season one till now. It's on that as well. So that's where you can find me, Saturdays at 6 p.m. Fire,
0: bro. Fire, man. This is dope. Um, everybody go follow him. Go check out his podcast. Um, he's doing an amazing job. Uh, football is absolutely back. Um, sir, you are a scholar and a gentleman. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you, man. Thank I you, man. You Thank this, you, man. Appreciate it, bro. Um, keep Keep being the king you are, bro. We salute you, man. We celebrate you, man. Stay healthy, bro. Appreciate you, Thank man. You, Thank bro. you.
1: Thank you, Kane. Right, Thank
0: peace, you, bro. Peace. All right, bro. Peace. Yes, yes. So appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, this will be up on YouTube um, as well as Anchor. Um, and it goes out to Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, a bunch of other different platforms, all of them. Um, and uh, appreciate y'all. Tune in Friday. At 6 p.m., we'll have another dope guest. Um, It's going to be an amazing conversation, man. All right, yo, it's your boy T. Till, man. Peace.